1: Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with the amazing and wonderful Barbara Amalia schaefer Burdner, and we are going to discuss the nature of awakening. Barbara reconnects clients to source, to the divine, in themselves. She rewires, aligns, activates, and upgrades people's energy systems, including their physical one which results in better health, improved business, and better relationships. And this facilitates their ability to embody their destinies. Having healed herself of cancer, she also helps her clients heal from many of the diseases of their physical bodies, which, often, <clears throat> which are often stagnation in their light body, energetic fields that make up who they are on a cosmic plane that is connected into this earthly one. Thanks to her death for a total of seven minutes due to a traumatic brain injury in 1997, she chose to remain behind and reconnect the souls who've lost their way home. In 2013, upon completion of her soul's mission, she experienced something similar to a walk-in, giving her personal experience for those who have also been through intense spiritual awakenings. Welcome, Barbara. I'm so happy to have you here with me.
2: Good to see you again, Sophia. Thank you, thank you.
1: I know. It's, it's been way, way, way too long.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We've both been busy with our gifts of service.
1: Indeed we have. So let's kind of set some ground, groundwork for the people here. Tell me what you mean by an awakening.
2: So... Um, we all have a, a, a destiny, a strong desire for the way we want to experience life here. And it's not always the way we're actually experiencing it. Okay. okay? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and so an awakening is coming into alignment with that desire, all right? It's coming into alignment with that desire, with our destiny. I know you talk with your clients about their divine destiny, their soul destiny, right? Um, And it's about having, coming, uh, being called to a higher consciousness, you know, basically instead of living our entire lives through our brains, right? Um, Which that was me, okay, because I was a mechanical engineer. I was going to say,
1: that's what we're raised to do, right? You're trained as a child to think about it, reason it out, use your logic, right?
2: Yes. And, you know, what happens with me, but I have this death experience where I hit my head. I'm dead for seven minutes, and suddenly I am now right brain, <laughs> <laughs> very sensitive, uh, cannot be in a room even with fluorescent lights, or I get a migraine. I mean, you know, pretty intense. But what happened was that some of my... Um, connections with what we would call higher consciousness, our higher self, with our intuition, with our flow, basically came online, all right? So to me, a spiritual awakening is um, shifting your view, right? Shifting your perspective. Um, uh, To me, it's not denying your mental aspect, right? Um, But connecting more in harmony with the current realities, but also those things that you cannot see taste, well, smell, but sometimes we smell them, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> sometimes we see, hear, and perceive on other
2: levels. Let's just put it that yes, way. Yes, <laughs> that's a very good way, right? That's a very good way, right? And, um, and I think it was like, uh, like, some people think you have, like, uh, and you and I are great examples of that. Some people think you have a spiritual awakening.
1: I was going to ask you about that. Is this a one and done thing in your experience?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not. I mean, it hasn't been for me. Okay, and um, uh, these awakenings, these uh, opening up and connecting with um, other with a higher. We're just going to use higher. It, you know, it doesn't mean better or better, worse. It just yeah. means it's yeah, a different, it's different. It's a
1: different, different frequency, frequency on the spectrum, that's all.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a different frequency. And, and because we're humans and we measure things this way and we go, well, okay, this is dense, right? Right. You know, well, my, and we're in a world is of dense.
1: duality, right? It, it's, it's black or it's white or some shade of gray in between because
2: we're in duality.
1: Yeah. So
2: yeah. We have been, all of us have been having awakenings, increased awareness our entire okay. lives. Some are more dramatic than others, right? Some are more
1: complete and profound than others.
2: (laughs) I like that.
1: (laughs) No, I've, I've been observing this with my father recently because he grew up in an era where there were no Black people around him. I mean, he was raised in northern Minnesota. There was no no other thing other than, like, Germans and Norwegians and Swedes. I mean, that was kind of what there was. Um, And so there's this natural xenophobia thing that happens, and he was raised by a racist, okay? So he has that kind of ingrained in him already. Now, life took a lot of that apart, bit by bit, okay? He had a grandson who is mixed race, That was a real challenge for him, but it opened his eyes and his perspectives in a lot of ways that he would not have otherwise been open to. And ultimately, he had um, people that he worked with who were of other races that he mentored, not just in electrical work. He was an electrician. Um, but also in how you engage with the system, how you make the system work for you instead of against you, okay? Which is a step farther than I think he would have taken had he not had a mixed-race grandson, Mm -hmm. okay? He leaned in a little more. Yes, he leaned in a little more, and he he got used to the idea that, you know, same-sex relationships don't have to be this threatening thing, okay and he's learning these things later in life as he ages uh, but there's still this reflexive thing that's underneath it because we'll be watching tv and it will come out that a, a character has these same-sex tendencies or something he's like
2: oh he's a gay one
1: it's like okay oh so there, there's been not done with some, that one dad there's been some awakening but it hasn't gone all the way through yeah. So yeah. I, I think there is a, a not just uh, what I want to say, uh, an awakening, but a profundity factor in the awakening. You can have something that's a little more superficial and you can have something that's a little deeper.
2: Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's a layering, I, you know, life is a layer, right? Layering system, layering of what we have experienced and how that wired us.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: which is in sometimes and oftentimes in contrast with our actual essence and it's wiring. Right. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> and then those connections kind of go, <laughs> right. Um, uh, you know, but the, uh, I think that kind of like there's, yes, there's, you could, we all have many awakenings. The ones some tend to be profound, right. Um, you know, for example, with the example with your father, that was a gradual thing, uh, maybe not so gradual when he had a mixed-race grandson. He had to... Well, that kind of, right?
1: yeah, put, put him yeah, right up was, next was, to the fire, yeah. right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, we're we're familiar with the ones, or, or uh, you and I in particular, are very familiar with the ones where um, we've had a traumatic experience, right, that's mm-hmm. had a detrimental impact on on who, you know, on our personality, our lives, right? The loss of a job, uh, a major life-changing event, a loss of a job. A Um, loss of
1: health, a loss of ability, yes.
2: Right, or um, uh, uh, the dark night of the soul, okay? Where uh, it was a human, we start questioning, oh my gosh, this is my life and this is why I'm here and, you know, what's going on with that, right? Why
1: am I in this world of
2: shit and pain and suffering and depression? Yeah. And then similar the ones, you know, like like I had, which is a near-death experience, okay, or, you know, kind back to a trauma, a traumatic accident, a surgery, right? That's how some of mine had occurred. But there's the more, I'm going to call natural ones, right, that are a little gentler,
1: okay? There are because, gentler ways to do it. Yeah. But the thing that I want to ask you is can you choose it?
2: I, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to say yes, okay? Now, I know, there. always no. There are some people here who have come here who are of a particular essence, and um, uh, it appears and it is true that they kind of have no choice because their path is so narrow, all right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was just going to go this way. Yeah, right? yeah,
1: now we're now we're brushing up against soul contracts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think okay. I I think I was one of those. It's like, yeah, this <laughs> this is what we're gonna do. And then I gave I I chose to be born to Norwegians and Germans and get mm-hmm. that double dose of stubborn and stoic <laughs> to make sure I would stand there and
2: take that two by four up the head. <laughs> so right. So that's actually where I was leading was it so for example with myself, is that when I think about this near death experience that I had all right? Um, I did not, in my case, I did not need to have that. I tell the story about how I was getting little, little knocks upside the head with a little, you know, just a little, you know, laugh.
1: Little
2: pokes, yeah. A little poke, right? Um, uh, And then it got to be like just a little two by two. (laughs) And then it was a two by four. And I really wasn't listening. The, The story that I share is that uh, I was working as a high-level manager of gas and electric engineering for one of the largest utility companies in America at 32 years old with a nine million dollar budget in the late 80s when women didn't really do that stuff. Yeah, right. Exactly. You you were a and, trailblazer. Mm-hmm. And I was um, denying all parts of myself. I was I was very doing action-oriented, very forceful. I mean, I was a good person, nice person, had integrity. Yet, um, I was, the only time I was truly happy was either when I was working or shopping. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I wasn't getting the message. And so I, in, you know, in my case, I did choose to change my work. I chose the way I was going to do my work. I went, oh, I'm going to go work three days a week. The problem was I wasn't changing the way I was doing my work. So in that case, I wasn't getting it, and therefore I got smacked up not just with a 4x4 or an 8x8. You got hit I with got a Mack up. truck. <laughs> I got hit with the planet. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Gaia just went, Okay. So, from that perspective, I believe I had a choice. Did I about how the awakening was going to occur? Okay. Yes. From that perspective. Um, because there are people who have even similar missions who. It happened in their sleep. <laughs> okay? Yes, exactly. And they didn't have, right, and they didn't have to have all of the um, uh, physical challenges that I wound up having because of it being through a physical trauma.
1: Yeah. Now, I, I you know, call it your that, soul sitting you on the bench.
2: <laughs> yeah. Your so soul, you know, do you, you have the
1: sidelines? Th- Think about it. You know.
2: Yeah. That's a whole big discussion about free will, not free will. I'm going to say that we have a cho- choice as to way that we handle it. We have gotten, I had many, many, um, you know, notices. Um, now, in my case, the other was uh, uh, when I went through breast cancer, it was interesting because I knew going through breast cancer was part of my mission. What? Okay, so did I have a choice of having, you know, going through breast cancer or not? Not really. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it was going to happen, right? It
1: was part of but the path
2: and part
1: of what you're here to do. Yeah.
2: Yes. And the choice I had was the way I could lean into it, the awareness I had with it, how I, you know, I love dragons. We've talked about that before, that how I rode this dragon of life right? Mm-hmm. How did I journey through it? That I had a choice in. Now, don't get me wrong, I had my own little breakdowns within it, okay? Oh, and as God. a result <laughs> of this, um, I had a surgery, and we got to a point, this was is, this is a choice point. I didn't have a choice, I not have a choice, but the choice point was at a surgery, and the margins, when you go through cancer, they want uh, when they do surgery, they, they want to have what's called clean or clear margins, and the margins were not in the total clean area, but it was borderline, so I had a choice. Could I do a second surgery or not? And I had to do a lot of literal soul searching. Was I going to do a second surgery? Did I need to? Because it then meant I was actually having a, a partial mastectomy. And I went, you know, all paths were leading to I had no choice. No, I still had a choice because I could have not had the surgery, but all paths were leading to, you know, I just need to do this. And during that surgery, I had another, I didn't physically die, but I had another near death experience. And that's when I had that walk in ish thing. You know, most people think I've had a walk in where my soul changed. My soul did change, right? It, it changed. But it wasn't a totally was new soul. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so. That's a long kind of answer for the choice. I'm going to say that (laughs) we have different roads we can take. We're kind of always going to end up where we need to be. (laughs) Okay, perfect. We
1: are coming up on our first break already. So if you are out there listening to us, and I sincerely hope you are, I would invite you to grab a pen and a paper and do a little reflection over the commercial break on, um, you know, what are some of the points in your life where you suddenly realized that you needed to do something different, or you were even just getting hints that you should have perhaps considered, you could have perhaps considered doing something different and just kind of take note of like the crumbs that, that were left for you, the little hints um, and just just pay attention to your journey And hang with us, we'll be right back from the break. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renee Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's dot com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's TellZophia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much, and live soul first.
2: Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN.
3: We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are at home, in the
2: car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa! Hey, Google!
3: Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn.
2: It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work.
0: You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to askZofia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self.
1: Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Zofia Renee Morales, and I am still here with Barbara Amalia schaefer bergner I love that name. And we've been discussing awakenings and the nature of awakenings. Uh, if somebody felt like, hey, I want to have one of these. <laughs> <laughs> how do you do that? <laughs> or how do you know if you've done it? I mean, are there <clears throat> symptoms?
2: <laughs> well, interesting, because there can be some symptoms, all right? Um, <laughs> sometimes the symptoms are um uh, more gentle, you know, gentler than others. Um, more subtle than others. Some of them <laughs> more subtle, right? Uh, you know, for I think for both you and I, um, some of our symptoms were physical, uh, where Profoundly. we were having aches and pains and um, health issues that doctors could not dis- explain.
1: Mm-hmm. All right.
2: They're like, must be all in your
1: head. <laughs> oh, my God. God, I've left several doctors who were like, yeah, no, there's nothing physically wrong with you. Right. Okay. Yes. Now we're moving into you're making this shit up. (laughs) I'm moving along.
2: (laughs) Um, Some of it can be, um, uh, you know, loss of relationships, whether it be you know, just a neighbor who you used to be, you know, would be more friendly with and you just don't like being around them to, you know, actually, wow, who is this person I'm married to? I, I don't even know who they are anymore and they're not my partner. So it can be subtle or dramatic, right? So uh, feeling really lonely, even though you have connection, you have people around you, um, mm-hmm. just feeling disconnected, um, uh there's also some positive, well, I'll say, I'll give you one more negative one, which is that hypersensitivity, oh where, God, yeah. okay, so for me, it was a hypersensitivity to electronics, okay, mm-hmm. um, to noise, to, uh, you know, I, mean, I, I couldn't be in my kitchen without unplugging the refrigerator because I would get a migraine, and all the doctors could do is say, well, here's some Prozac.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> um, thank you.
2: <laughs> right, okay, but some of the more We'll say positive ones, right? Whether we would, you know, that are ascending ones, are um, just having overwhelming sense of love, of peace, of of, of moments of wow. I I, I just love everything, it, you know, right? Yeah. It can be well, and moments little, of like
1: love. realization that you know my chair is not separate from me. <laughs> Yeah. You know, thinking yeah. back on the, the more challenging aspects of it, I can remember there were days where it literally felt like I was physically being taken apart and put back together in a different shape. It really felt like that.
2: Yes. Yes. And in some ways, you were. <laughs> right? <laughs> because I was, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Some of the other ones are, um, I love, you know, like a feeling of deja vu, you know, where you you go along and you go, I think I just did this before, right? Yeah, Um, I remember this
1: somehow. It's happening Mm -hmm, right now, but I remember it.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um, One of my favorites uh, is synchronicities. I call it living serendipity, right? Oh, God, Yes right? Those intersections, I call them intersections of I am on path, okay? Mm -hmm. And synchronicities can come through something, you know, many of us would say was very simple, which is I love numbers. used to be an engineer, you know, you and I both do sole contract. Um, I love numbers. And so, you know, just repeating numbers, it doesn't matter what they are or what meaning I assign to them, but seeing them consistently. The other day I was driving and we have a little uh, electric um, car, we have an electric car, and the car went to 33,333 33 miles and I happened to glance <laughs> down right you know and I went oh and, and you're in my world we use threes are usually around worthiness and wholeness mm-hmm. and um, and can, you know and, and being heard and, uh, uh, and well and it's so,
1: divine wholeness I mean if you think about almost every religious sy- system out there, there there is that that threeness that occurs in it
2: yes yeah, so I just, I so I went, oh yeah, you know, had a little celebration and you know drove along, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're not always negative, or it can be uh, dreams, like really lucid dreams where you're dreaming, but you're aware that you're dreaming, okay? Mm-hmm. Or you actually feel like you're actually like in the dream doing these things. You're awake within your dream. Um, so yes. those are some uh, some. Some can be uh, physical symptoms like, um, you know, one of the things that I, I, I experience often and I, I, I love it, which is the, I wake up in the morning or as I'm lying in bed to go to sleep at night and I have this overwhelming feeling that feels like the warm afterglow of an orgasm and it's just that <laughs> tingling through my body, right? And so I love when I have that throughout the whole day.
1: Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. Okay? Well, and I but know for might. myself, one of the big things that showed up for me is all of my spiritual gifts turned on. All of that shit that Hollywood shows you in the movies—it's like I—I I heard things, I saw things. There were auras. I spoke in languages I'd never learned. I mean, there was all this dramatic stuff: seeing the past, seeing the future. It—it it all. Happened, touching things and knowing the energy of the last person that had it—this sort of stuff. Right. And yeah. <laughs> as a scientist, it was like, "Girl, you're losing it." <laughs> <laughs> well, I, <laughs> They're yeah. gonna come I, with the guys with the wrap-around coat, you know—not <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> the belt, <laughs> the sleeves. <laughs> I know that was one. That's definitely that's a that's perfect because it is. It's when some of your gifts become activated, but you may not think they're gifts. You may think you're going crazy.
1: Well, yeah, at first right. they don't feel like gifts because <laughs> mm-hmm. no, you're not used to it. You don't know what to do with it, and it's this incredible, overwhelming influx of information beyond anything you've previously had.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, in my, it, it, and some of us, I mean, because I, I think you were like this as well, if I remember some bigger story, that um, uh, I had many gifts as a child, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is that there was this essence that I called Jesus, all right, that would talk with me, uh, who came forward in a, in a uh, disruption in my life. And um, uh, at one point, the nuns told me I couldn't speak to Jesus because I wasn't a priest, Oh, uh, uh, so, yeah, God, <laughs> religion always is. rains on your parade, doesn't it? <laughs> I'll just say that's what I heard them say. Is that what they actually said? I'm not sure, but the way I heard it, right? So I changed his name to Casper because this essence didn't really care what I called him. Um, but when I was about 12 years old, my parents came to me and said, you're too old to be speaking to Casper, your little invisible friend. You cannot None talk to him anymore. Friends, and I, yeah. Right, and I shut this off. Right. I shut it off and I shut off the ability to see auras. It, those things have come back now, but I shut them off. Yes. Right? And I was I was uh, applauded for my mental capacities, for my ability to do yep. um, to the doing in the world. Right. Yeah.
1: In, in yeah. my case, um, it wasn't safe because in my house, very conservative Lutheran household. Um. Only Jesus does miracles. Okay. Anything else is witchcraft and Satan and badness. Okay. So it, it was not safe to admit to intuitions or prescient right. dreams or that sort of thing. And so I, I was really scared. It was a dangerous place to, to be, and, and a, or should I say, a, different, a dangerous way to be which is Mm -hmm, why I turned it all off. Yeah. So if you've gone through one of these shifts and you're experiencing, shall we say, the intense side of some of these gifts and these (laughs) symptoms, what the heck do you do now?
2: Oh, well, I find that it's at least nice if you get to talk to someone um, like you or I who have been through that? it, <laughs> but in particular, you know, especially when it's been intense, not just someone who's been through it, but somebody who like we um, support people through this. That's our mission, right? My mission is helping those who have had these destabilizing awakenings, yeah. okay, to come back into wholeness, to come and express an anchor in this reality, exactly. their Somebody who cannot
1: just say, I feel you, but this is what you do.
2: (laughs) Do, exactly. So, you know, in the meantime, you know, because not everybody has access to people like us, um, uh, you know, all those things that people do to have (laughs) a spiritual awakening, okay, (laughs) which is, um, for me, always is a connection with nature, Mm -hmm. all right? because what we're what we're attempting to do is to bring our true nature our essence into this physical form and anchor it and embody it right and to express it this is our vehicle right and nature has so much to teach us so nature whether it be sitting out under the moon sitting under the sun going for a walk you know in a city park, I live in the woods, so yeah, I go for a walk in the woods, Swimming right?
1: Swimming in a body uh, of water is huge for me. Water oh. is so supportive to me. Yeah.
3: Yes.
2: yes. yes. I, I. Lately, we were talking, Zofia uh, and I were talking earlier about how, um, you know, this past year uh, was a bit disruptive for many people, okay? <laughs> and we all have had our little pieces to that. And one of the things that I really, really love, now this takes a little bit of... Um, Uh, you know, uh, um, emotional maturity to be able to do this to begin with, but um, it's a sensory deprivation tank um, that has been found exceptionally helpful for people with um, post-traumatic stress disorder, all right, Um, for um, those that have been in war and seen some pretty horrific things. And um, since the first of the year, I go once a week. I used to go once a quarter. Now I go once a week, right, Um, for a maintenance. I call it maintenance, right? But... um, uh, and so that's a bit of a meditative process. Meditation can help. Um, uh, I like though I'm I'm a I call it a, a, a mindful walking meditation. I meditate uh, while well, I'm dog sled racer, and so I meditate while I'm scooping poop. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mindfulness um, but it's a- of scooping poop. I, I want to sit with that for a second because I, I mean, I do mindfulness when I'm chopping vegetables and appreciating the textures and the colors and the smells and all of that. <laughs> I would have trouble translating that to pooper
2: scoopering, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, again, I live in the woods. I border forest service land and it's a connection with the earth and it's, yeah, so, um, uh, so what can you do? So back to what can you do if you've had one of these, right, um, is it is helpful sometimes if you can get an understanding, all right, and um, so you can get an understanding through um, following your own guidance, your own intuition of books that you come across, of people you come across, of ideas you come across. Okay. Well, um, and observing
1: because, how you respond to different, yes. different situations is also informative. And mm-hmm. so you may choose to interact differently than you used to in the past because it's it's not appropriate any longer. I guess.
2: Right. Things that used to work as well almost. received. Yes. <laughs> Well, or the things that used to work aren't working anymore. I mean, I'm a you and I were talking about uh, eating beforehand. I mean, some some of them are eating differently. Oh yes, being aware that what I used to eat no longer works for me, and what I need to eat, and and people are shocked sometimes when they hear, "Wait, you're super connected and you eat meat." Yes,
1: yes, I, am I Get that
2: super connected.
1: I get <laughs> and, that too. Yes.
2: I, I eat meat. My physicality requires meat. What kind of meat, whether it be, uh, you know, what kind of protein, I should say, mm-hmm. um, varies as to what kind of energies I'm bringing through, what I'm integrating, mm-hmm. but flowing with that and not being so rigid um, uh, in what it needs to look like.
1: Right. Well, and there are, shall I say, more humane ways to be a carnivore than others. Mm-hmm. And That's being aware um, that the experience your animal has had comes into you. And so choosing perhaps a kosher kosher slice of meat is a different experience than, you know, buying whatever came off the shelf at Walmart. Mm
2: -hmm. Right, right. And um, uh, so so I'm gonna say that, you know, in what can you do if you've had a spiritual awakening, one of those more traumatic ones and you're a little destabilized. Um, is that it's, it's pretty important that we um, have some safety <laughs> in our lives and through this destabilization we can sometimes not feel very safe because our, our wires are a little fried or a little crossed and we're, we're kind of doing some, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, shocking here and there. So anything that calms your nervous system, that supports you um, in feeling safe in the world. Right. Any of those things.
1: And I find it intriguing that this is also, in my experience at least, tends to be the moment where the Divine asks you to trust.
2: Completely.
1: And so, frequently, if you're in, for example, an unsafe home environment, it may feel unsafe to leave, but it's actually less unsafe to leave than it is to remain. Um, because Mm -hmm. the divine does have your back.
2: Yes, even when it doesn't seem like, we were just talking about this the other day, right? Um, uh, 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 That how I know, now through experience, okay, I've had, you know, I'm 61, so I've had a little experience. But (laughs) in hindsight, I can say that um, the divine has my back, even when it doesn't seem like it.
1: I love it and I
2: want you to tell the story of
1: this but we're going into our next break so I'm going to push the pause button and I want you to finish that story when we come back from the break so hang with us we'll be right back.
3: Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows.
2: We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are, at home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google.
3: Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn.
2: It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work.
0: You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksofia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self.
1: Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Zofia Renea Morales, and I'm here with the wonderful and amazing Barbara Amalia Schaefer-Burner. And she was telling us the story of how the divine doesn't always seem to have your back, but it's totally there. So tell us your story.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow. How many of them can I tell you? Well, I'll just kind of, I'll tell you one that that begins is that um, uh, I had had that head injury. Okay. Um, So then I wound up being off work for a while and I went back to work. um, And it was really tough to go back to work. I, you know, um, uh, physically, it was really affecting me energetically, but it was expressing in physical ways. And the, uh, luckily they liked me and they worked it out. I could work from home part-time. Oh, so that nice. was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And this was before people did that kind of stuff. And um, at one point, um, the job was just, I'd been there for about eight years and the job was just getting stressful. And I was, I was actually looking at going out on disability because it was just so bad, just so bad but I couldn't even think straight enough to go out on disability. And, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Isn't
1: that the truth? Oh, heavenly days, yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, pri- I'm a, I do dog sled racing, and I had wanted to run the I Did a rod Sled Dog Race, and I had considered going to um, the boss and, and asking. I had talked to him before about could I go to part-time in the winter, um, you know, something like that. And um, they were going through some layoffs, And he called me into his office, and he said, "Um, hey, if you want, you could go part-time, all right? And you would think that I would be really excited about that, but I kind of needed health insurance. (laughs) So Uh I said, you don't get that when you do part-time, and then it wasn't worth it. And so I said, no, I I just really can't do that. And he said, well, okay, then you're laid off. Oh. Oh. my word. Oh. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, wait, how is this having my back, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, you're laid off, pack up your stuff, you officially have your two-week notice, you don't have to show up for work for the next two weeks, Here, give us your computer, you know, the whole bit. Yeah, okay? exactly. That was kind of shocking. Yeah, it, right. it's,
1: it's, it's like that in banking, too, is you tender your resignation and they go,
2: oh, this is nice, let's walk you out now. <laughs> So that was a little destabilizing. We might even say I had a little bit more of a spiritual awakening, except that um, it wound up that I got, um, uh, I needed to quit or I needed to go on disability. I needed to do something. I needed a change. I wound up getting um, unemployment, okay, which was about half of what my take-home pay was. Okay. So, so half-time, Half time without yeah. spending the time. Exactly. Uh, and then it was during a time when the federal government had extended um, unemployment benefits. Oh, nice. So I got unemployment benefits for a year and a half while I built my first transformational business. Wrote a book called Be the Lead Dog, Seven Life-Changing Lessons Taught by Sled Dogs, which is a number one book in women's leadership. Um, uh Got all the pieces in place, so I was financially supported for a year and a half while I built my business, my first transformational business.
1: Completely, totally supported. Yeah. And you got to do it full-time, not just half-time. <laughs>
2: I know, right? But trust me, for the first month, I was freaking. Um,
1: <laughs> well, of course. I mean, any any change is going to send you into a tailspin, right? We're We're creatures mm-hmm. of habit in a very
2: fundamental sort of way
1: yeah. you're, you're not yeah. human well, if you don't a,
2: freak out a little <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, i mean that's a complicated one but simple one right it was very simple yeah. Um, yeah. and i had to relax and i went you know i've been trying to start this business on my own while i'm working and i'm just going to go for it right yeah that's beautiful
1: so you mentioned that awakening is not like a one and done thing. If you were looking back <laughs> at, your, at your life, how many awakenings would you say you've gone through?
2: Oh, well, I, what I say is so hundreds and thousands, okay, because, um, shoot, this morning, um, as I'm getting ready for, to, to talk with you and your listeners, um, that uh, my husband calls out and goes, hey, Look! Look! And I look out on the deck, and we have this beautiful baby hawk Whoa. that's on our deck. Okay, and to me, you know, I was—I didn't—I didn't get a chance to go look at it, but I like to look up what the meaning of it is, that is, because to me, it's like a little opening to like a little yeah. hey, there's a little message there hawks for you, and those hawks are Hawks
1: are messengers from the divine. Yeah, pay attention. Exactly. There's important stuff coming.
2: Yes, and so those are, those are gentle awakenings or gentle awarenesses, right? Um, but I do say that, I, I usually say I've had um, five serious ones. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> five of the really deep and, ones. <laughs> yeah, and they're not all technically death experiences, but they were, all right? Meaning that who I was died and a new me emerged. And they were pretty drastic, right? So I'd say I've had about five serious ones.
1: Okay. And they were so through
2: various things.
1: You mentioned the head injury, and you also mentioned something shifted during your surgery for cancer. the breast cancer. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other ones?
2: Um, another one is, I, you know, I joke. It's, it's, it's true. It's serious. So my husband and I have been together for 40 years. Um, which is a miracle in itself. I love him <laughs> dearly, even though sometimes I want to wring his neck. Uh, <laughs> and um, we have tried to divorce three and a half times.
1: Three and a half. And How do you define a half attempt at divorce?
2: <laughs> well, that's the perfect. You didn't even know that. Well, you do know because you're intuitive. But um, uh, uh, a few years ago, um, he, um, uh, he, I, he up and moved out. two weeks. Now, I'm connected, I'm aware, I had no clue, (laughs) right? I had no clue. (laughs) And I mean, he moved all his stuff out, he wouldn't talk to me, nothing. Okay, Okay?
1: yeah, that's that's pretty
2: serious. Pretty serious, all right. And, you know, to his benefit, he said, hey, if I talk to you, I might say something I regret, so I just don't want to talk to you. Okay, so he did at least give me that. Well, right. that, that's fair. Uh, yeah. All right. So um, uh, so through that, I realized that some of the, I didn't even know what was going on, but I knew that some of the disruption that was happening was related to my relationship through my family, um, meaning like how I was raised, the imprint of my family, my mother, my father. So I did uh, some of these heavy-duty processes around Um, releasing the imprint of the mother and the father which I had done before but I just did it again and two hours after doing the one around my mother I get a text from John that says um, hey would you like to meet for dinner and we did and he said could I move back in and he did well how was that an awakening okay one was I was blind to some crap in my life (laughs) yeah
1: that you could not
2: see until he went I gotta step out of here for a while yes right Um, So, uh, and it allowed me to clear some of my own crap, all right, to be able to have a different awareness, a different understanding.
1: Well, and here's one of the things I love about what you're relating, and I, I just want to shine a light on it. When he up and moved out, you did not make it about him. You looked at your own responsibility in the relationship and what you were bringing to the table. And I think that's a super important lesson in relationships, because we so often want to look outside of ourselves to what broke the relationship, and we tend to be looking in the wrong places 90%
2: of the time. (laughs) And 40 years of being with John, I can tell you, I cannot control him. Hello. Okay. Amen, sister. Preach it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so how many, I mean, a little side note here, but how many people say, oh, you know, I'm married to this guy and he's not awakening and how can I do this? Work on your own stuff. Yeah. Okay.
1: And he <laughs> will get the hint stuff. and follow along or he will go, you know, or what? this won't. train is not for me and he will leave. Right. Either way, the, um, you're in a better place. <laughs>
2: yeah. Now, the other, and this, I like to share this one just because it's more of a positive one, okay? Yeah. So the other the bad news is, the bad news is here I'm someone who helps people with their physical issues. Or, you know, usually sometimes they'll come to me with a physical thing and then, we, you know, we work through it together, uh, and, um, in, including cancer. And um, I get diagnosed with a recurrence of cancer. Uh uh. I'm doing all my stuff. Hardly seem fair. Yeah. (laughs) No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. This does not happen because I, right. Yeah, I've been um, eating right. It's organic. (laughs) I'm not letting all these hormones in my body. Exactly. I'm doing all the right stuff. And I am diagnosed with recurrence of cancer. Like, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Anyway, this time I chose to do radiation. Okay. and the good news is, is I had been doing my work. I had been coming myself together. I had been doing my healing. I had been living and making changes, you know, in, in ways that supported me. Um, so good news, right? Yes, um, absolutely. And this time I chose radiation. It was one where, again, I kept trying not to, and I kept getting led to it. It was just too easy. Like, you know. Uh, this
1: this, uh, this is the path right here.
2: This, this is this the path. I was just laying on it. This I could always try it and stop it if I want. Okay. Exactly. Cause I'm an experiential learner anyway. So yes, it was disruptive. I, I did cry on the phone with a friend for about two hours. Okay. Ah, this a I you this. <laughs> right. Yes. You, you know. had your
1: perfectly human freak out. <laughs>
2: right. And then I went, okay, so what do I do with it now? And, um, So I go in, and the first time that I went through, I had 30 sessions of radiation. The first time I went in through radiation, I I was scared, right? I'm an engineer. I know what can happen. You know, even people are scared looking at you through these little cameras. You know, they could do it the wrong way and go through your heart, and you die, okay? (laughs) It was going through my head. (laughs) But session two through 30, 30 of these, so 29 of them, the room lit up in this amazing, glorious, golden light that moved, it was like the northern lights, but golden, Mm all right? And I left energized. I loved it. I loved, I I was energized, I had clarity. It was like my gifts were accelerated and upgraded by going through radiation. Mm -hmm. And it was all Wonderful. Wonderful. Yes, I had a few small, very small um, side effects, okay, from radiation, a little bit of skin burning towards the very end. Um, uh, not bad, though. I mean, really, it was nothing. But really, the room lit up, my life lit up, and I say in hindsight, it was really as if this, the golden dragon light body
1: really came online
2: really came online and activated Mm. some people they would call it the rainbow light body there's many names for it but it really came online and it was almost as if after i physically you know healed from the disruption and you know all of that um it was really as if my gifts uh went boom (laughs) yeah
1: they they up leveled in a major sort of way yeah Yeah. so who would have thought who would have thought that's the interesting thing that I see with every awakening that someone goes through is there's this deepening, there's this up-leveling, this leaning farther into the divine aspects of yourself, which with mm-hmm. you each one of these. And as much as they do come sometimes with side effects <laughs> and some <laughs> physical discomforts, they The spiritual side of it so outweighs the physical discomfort. Uh, We are getting down to the last like 60 seconds of our show here. Um, Did you bring a gift for the listeners that you would like to share with them? I'll tell them where to go get it if you want to describe it.
2: Yes. um, uh, So one of the things, I'm very well supported in this journey. And one of the things that I offer currently complimentary, I just say currently because every once in a while I think I might not do it complimentary, but it would be a small fee if it is, um, but currently complimentary is a coffee chat, is, you know, you feel like you've had a really destabilizing spiritual awakening, and you'd like to have some custom, you know, ideas on where, how you might move forward, um, you know, book a book a coffee chat with me, I totally no sales pitch, nothing like that, it's <laughs> just about connecting with someone who's been there.
1: Absolutely. That's beautiful. And you can go to sovereignself.media. Barbara will be up at the top uh, with her contact information and how you can get booked in for coffee chat with her. It's been a pleasure, Barbara, having you with me today. Always, Sophia. Thank you you so much. (laughs) And thank you to everyone who tuned in with us today and joined with us today. Um, If you have a topic you'd like to see me cover, if there's a guest you'd like to see me interview or have on, if if you just want to say, hey, and shit's happening to me and I need somebody to listen, <laughs> send an email to askzofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next week, go out and live soul first.